3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Oklahoma, amaga el pase, Gabriel dispara a la derecha, balón oh, flotado, la esquina, yeah. touchdown, Jaleel Farouk, touchdown Oklahoma, de 25 yardas, Sooners retoma la ventaja, Farouk, Farouk, Farouk is on fire, aquí con esta atrapada. Farouk, Farouk, Farouk is on fire, I... Like that. It was an awesome call. That's pretty man. good. Yeah, no, that's that's better yeah. than pretty good. That's that's elite right there. Those guys are awesome. Love those guys. Oh, so that cool. is so cool. Wait, that can I awesome. can I play that? I don't I don't know if I can I was play that say, one or not. I might get in trouble. I don't know. I don't know if you can or not, but I say um play it, we'll ask for uh forgiveness later. That's that's the whole plan here. That's cool. Uh, do you think we see more Farouk? I mean, it's been it's been slow trying to get him involved. Do you think that kind of opened things up for him a little bit, got a little confidence going between him and Dylan Gabriel? Man, I, I just kind of believe that, especially for young players, that, you know, you have a big performance in a game, and that can just kind of change, I don't know, change the season in a lot of ways. And I, I think that that game Saturday at Nebraska – could potentially be the game that gets Jaleel Farouk going. And it was just kind of a situation, I guess, throughout the first two games where they weren't throwing the ball a ton his way. But I I think moving forward, to answer your question, yeah, man, I think we see a lot more Jaleel Farouk. I just – I guess I'm interested in what capacity. Do we see him the most down the field? Do we see him the most in short stuff? Like, how do you think that he's going to be used the most when they want to go to him? Um, because he caught a deep ball touchdown in the first quarter. Yeah, it kind of seems like they've they've really tried him deep several times. Um, I think it probably all depends on how he's being played and and how they're playing Mims. You know, if if they're drawing a lot of attention to Mims, it probably opens him up for some deep stuff, one on one, and he's shown that he can win those battles. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, if you want to get someone like that rolling, you typically start off by throwing them some easy completions to let them work after the catch just to get in a little bit of a rhythm. But, you know, honestly, I don't know. But I do think that, I mean, it's clear that that's who they want to be the number two receiver, right? Yeah, it it feels like Even though it hasn't connected yet. Yeah. It feels like he's kind of the guy. Yeah, because the potential there is, I mean, it's it's legit. It, the wide receivers are so interesting this year because you can count on Mims virtually every single game, it feels like, to be the best player that they have on offense. One of the best players they have on the entire yeah. team. Farouk's been a little hit or miss. Theo Weiss has been good, but, you know, not not like he's pulling in five or six catches a game. Like The point is like, you've been waiting on some of these other guys to really step up. Mims, you know what you get, and man, you can always count on Drake Stoops for three or four catches a game, and it seems like they're always yeah. on third down or a big play in the football game. Don't talk about him maybe as much as we should, but he is truly a proven commodity in this offense that they really trust. Yep. No, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, shockingly, statistically, we haven't just 
we're used to blowing it out in the passing game. Our passing game right now is, whenever you look at it nationally, just kind of, oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's not next level. But what I do love, which is I think the ends up being the most important thing, is, and we've talked about this since Jeff Levy was hired, the balance. We are yards-wise almost exactly 50-50 where it should be. run and pass. It's where it should be, man. That's right. It's exactly where it should be. And I'm not overly concerned with the fact that this team ranks where it where it is right now with, what you say, passing yards earlier? That's cool. I, I'm focused uh, more than anything on total defense right now, and uh, I, I, I'm liking where that number is at. Yeah. It's a defensive team. Is that right? Have we established that? Is I, that what's going on? Yeah, I think that is that, that what the text line says? I, I don't know. Text line, you think that this, the strength of the football team is, is on defense? 405-651-3439. Let us know. It's kind of hard to argue that right now. I mean, when this yeah. offense gets rolling, I mean, they are really, really tough. But this defense has been pretty pretty consistent through 12 quarters so far. Do you know USC has more sacks than OU does? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Don't do this to, to us today. I bet they have more turnovers, yeah. too. I guarantee you they have more turnovers than OU does. Well, yeah. They had three pick sixes in the – yeah, they have they have seven interceptions so far, and they've scored on defense twice. So, fairly balanced says the text line. Zane says we're a three facet team. Nine one eight. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, this one says, would it be safe to say that Grinch is not that good of a defensive mind? Ronaldo from the village. No, I think he, I think Grinch is a, I think he's a good defensive mind. You don't. You don't work your way up to being defensive coordinator at a place like Oklahoma and not be a good defensive mind. There are some things that he does that I like. There are some things that he does that I don't like. But, you know, all said, you can't ascend to that type of position. Well, Yeah, he's been a D.C. at Ohio State and Oklahoma. I mean, that's you don't get to those two places by not being a good defensive mind. So defense for now on verge, a big offensive day. Well, they had a big offensive day on Saturday. It could have been even even bigger if they wanted it to. Strength is the balance and complementary football. There's your answer right there. Strength is yeah. the balance and complementary football. That's the perfect answer. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, By the way, yeah, we uh, belated congrats on your new job title that I wasn't aware of. Congrats, man. On what? Um, I don't know. Joe Klatt told me this morning. So, I, I didn't know that, man. Congrats being the uh, sideline broadcaster <laughs> for OU football. What is he – why is he talking about me? He said some really bad things about you, actually. I mean, oh, it was – Oh, my god. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, – Unbelievable. Looked like you packed on some weight when he saw you on Saturday. Yeah. It was uh, – yeah, I, you, you and him may need to have a talk. No, he, that, that is – I don't know. That's literally all he mentioned about you is how many people he talked to in prep for this game on Saturday. He talked to Bob Stoops a lot last week. He talked to you before the game. That was that was it. He didn't, he didn't call you fat. Yeah. Well, I – Clat cannot divulge any of the things that we spoke about. Top secret. No, 
Um, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been demoted for poor in booth play. Been sent down to the minors. It's not the minors, but yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, is that what you're calling that job title now? Is the uh, is the no. is the minor league? No. Uh, heads, well, heads, heads up for everyone. We got Bob Stoops coming up next segment, so be sure to uh, to tune in for that. But back to the text line. Yes, this is a team that's played complimentary football up to this point. We literally talked about it all last year. It didn't happen all that much. I'd say this defense. Um, out of the 12 quarters they played, you could argue that outside of the, maybe the second quarter against UTEP, like maybe 11 of the 12 quarters of defense they played have been really good. Yeah, they have. And the, the quarters of defense that weren't really good weren't really bad. You know? They just weren't as good as the rest. It's not like... It's not like we were giving up massive chunk plays and had free runners and were totally on our heels. Yeah, they made made a couple of plays on us. We're able to move the chains. A lot of it came down to us missing wide open plays. So, yeah, I, I would say that I think your assessment's probably right. And even the bad hasn't been that bad. Well, which we, is great. We we've seen bad. We've seen bad quarters totally swing the momentum of a football game and put OU behind the eight ball quite a bit. Yes, the, even the sure. bad quarters, OU is still, like, went to the next frame feeling, you know, really good about their chances. So, it's, yeah, I, hey, man, I, after nine months, I am super happy with where they sit right now in less than a right. year's time. And I don't know how you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going back to the Tulane game from a year ago, the opener. We gave up 17-yard run, 15-yard run, 43-yard pass, 31-yard pass, 24-yard pass, 17-yard pass. I mean, it, just big plays throughout gave up 35 points. And what was it you said the other day that we, we've we given up less points through three games than we did last year in the opener, I right? I think that was the stat, yeah. So, I mean, just in that, it's been a lot better and – like there, the interesting thing. There's a lot of interesting things about this game against Kansas State. But all right, they've had success now. They've had success defensively for three consecutive weeks, and I think the team overall, for the most part, has had success. Now you're seeing the narrative around this team nationally flip a little bit. Reggie Bush saying that they're playoff contenders. Uh, Jerry Palm picking them to go to the college football playoff and play Georgia. It seems like. The mind of everyone nationally is finally flipping to, oh, wow, yeah, these guys are pretty good. And Britt Venables talked a, a little bit about it today in his press conference, but like that's what I want to see Saturday. I want to see this team, and especially this defense, handle some success and repeat the performance that they had last week. That That's it for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, uh, playoff against Georgia. Do you want to start the conversation now? Well, would you rather go to a bowl game and win it, tend the season, and have some momentum, or would you rather make the playoff and lose to Georgia? Hey, it's not what I felt walking out of a Memorial Stadium on Saturday. When I know that the attitude around here is truly flipped is when everyone starts to say, oh, hey, we'll take our chances against Georgia in the Beach Bowl. Let's go. <laughs> We're Oklahoma. We ain't scared of nothing. 
once that is starts to be the regular thing, that's when I'll say, oh yeah, yeah, it, it is different. Right okay, here. It, it is different. That's a that's a good point. That's a good point. And hey, Georgia is playing lights out right now. No doubt about it. Team won the championship last year. I think their starting place compared to most in the country is uh, way higher, right? Including Oklahoma. We're not starting at a championship level, but who knows, man, if if this team continues to get better week by week, as they've shown through the first three, then, you know, I, I don't know how, how scared I would be of, which I'd never be scared, but, you know, I don't know what I would think of that game if we go in a Big 12 championship. You know, I, I might still be saying, yeah, we're, you know, we're just, we're, bef- we're behind talent-wise. It's going to be a really difficult game to go in and win. Or I might be saying, you know, this is a pretty talented football team that we have, and with the amount of guys playing at the level they are now, you know, just forecasting that everyone continues to get better throughout the season. Now, it's not going to be like a linear thing where it's just a skyrocket all the way to the moon. There's going to be there's going to be some rough patches in there. There's going to be some some critical moments where maybe you don't have your best on at a given time or a given game. But you know, I who knows what we think of that matchup later on. I think that's one of the things that's exciting about this team is we like it. Uh, we've seen improvement for the first three games, and I don't know really that anyone knows how good they can possibly get. We'll just have to kind of wait and see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Bob Stoops joins us next. I'm hanging out at Scratch today, and we got some great stuff going on that I'll tell you about as the show rolls on. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Hey, Seth, I've got to sweep around you real quick. Andy, I see your... It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. It's time for our favorite segment of the week. When we get to talk to uh, Coach Bob Stoops, brought to you by Modelo. And Coach had an awesome day on Saturday. He got to go watch his brother be honored as the all-time winningest head coach in Kentucky history. And they got a big-time win at home as well. Bob now joins us. Um, how was the weekend in, in Lexington on, on uh, Saturday, Bob? Well, it was great. Uh, I just really wanted to be there with Mark and really all my other brothers and sisters. My mother, everybody went down. Had a great time, and uh, rec- they recognized Mark right before the kickoff as the uh, you know all-time winningest coach at the University of Kentucky in football, and it was pretty special. So uh, had a great time, and oddly, we're playing Youngstown State uh, for that game, and I think the entire city of Youngstown was there. So you, <laughs> my brother Mark, has so many. We all do close friends and buddies, and you know. So every we had so many people down there. It was uh, it was really a lot of fun. Yeah, they're they're three and zero now. Already knocked off a, a number twelve Florida on the road. Got Northern Illinois coming up and out on the road against Ole Miss. That's going to be a fun season watching Kentucky this year, man. It's the SEC East is is looking good. I don't know how much of the uh, of the game 
in Nebraska you got to see, I'm guessing, quite a bit of it. But, um, man, oh, what an atmosphere worry, up there. Worry, I was, don't worry. I was back and forth. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw. I bet I saw most all of the uh, OU game. What'd you think? You know, going up in there, it, it's tough. Whenever you know you've got that situation, you've got uh, a coach that's just been let go. You, you, maybe not knowing exactly what you're going to get there from Whipple as offensive coordinator. Um, came out a little on their heels as they did see some new stuff there, but adjusted and in that atmosphere, shut the place down. Yeah, I think that's always a little overrated, the fact that they fire a coach and everybody's going to be motivated. I don't know. I don't know that anybody's that uh, mean or bad of a coach that the team does better firing them. So in the end, um, I wasn't real concerned about that. You just want to be able to play your best, and I thought we did. I thought we played it, uh, fan, you know, in a great way. Fantastic. Uh, you know, the first series, give them credit. They went down and scored. And we settled in, got the tempo, and figured them out and shut them down. And then offensively, same thing. Initially, we get shut down. And then, I don't know, I think we went on four straight touchdowns and, you know, played great, I thought. And I, I felt we would. I felt we've been holding some things back offensively, as we should uh, and should have. And uh, I think we let it go in this game. Maybe even not all of it, but we got more going we got the counter power whatever you want to call it our double pull going pulling a couple of linemen in front of the back and we dashed them on that tempo was great i thought dylan uh was uh great again and throwing the football and so anyway i you know how many i think it's been eight nine ten straight games they've been in single digit losses I understand they've had their trouble, but they've been tight and close in every game, except that, that wasn't the case in this one. It was 35-7 at halftime. It was over. Yeah, no, it was. And, and Brent talks a lot about adversity and this team facing adversity and overcoming it. It was the first true road game for this particular team. Do you make anything, Bob, of you get down 7 nothing? The offense has a third and long, and that place was going crazy. And then OU scores 49 unanswered. Do you make anything of it? And if, if you do, how much do you make of facing that adversity and responding by scoring 49 consecutive points? Yeah, no, I, I think it shows a lot of character, a lot of toughness, mental toughness, you know, all of it. Um, you know, that's just, that was loud in there. You could tell they were having a hard time communicating and, you know, you could hear it on the TV how loud it was, and they handled it. Didn't matter to them. Stuck to what they had to do on the field and made the plays they needed to make. So, um, no, it, it matters being in that environment, 90-some thousand, and uh, quieting them down and continuing to execute the way they needed to. Got Kansas State coming to town. Uh, it's going to be a night kick, 7 o'clock kick, going to be a huge atmosphere. Um, despite Kansas State losing to Tulane, which was, was a shock to me, uh, it's a dangerous football team. Adrian Martinez is a dangerous quarterback, especially whenever you know he gets outside of the pocket or they use him in the, in the quarterback run game. They got one of the best edge rushers in the country, Deuce Vaughn in the backfield, excellent at special teams, just uh, another – Dangerous Kansas State team coming to town, Coach. Yeah, and that's we've we know this story. 
So, and I, I yep. know Brent, having played there, having been there on the ground floor with us, and having lived it uh, for a good number of years, we'll, we'll have them ready. They'll know what they're up against, and there'll be no surprises. I mean, they are good. I don't care what about last week. They'll, we, we get everybody's best shot. They'll be a different team than they were a week ago. That always happens. Uh, you know, we don't walk in anywhere and not get someone's best shot. That's just the way it is. But he'll have them ready. I really believe that. Um, but, uh, you know, don't be fooled. And I think that's what happens when Kansas State, they'll beat a lot of people because people sometimes don't give them the respect they deserve. Um, they, they play with the chip on their shoulder. They play tough, aggressively. But that doesn't mean we can't do the same thing. Yeah. And I loved what the way Brent's teaching and coaching and preaching, there's a lot of that. And, and I feel our guys are playing that way as well. You know, we're playing with the chip on our shoulder, and we got something to prove. And, and I, I thought I saw that a lot last week. You know, I thought the defense was excellent. Uh, again, just really controlled the game. And uh, so anyway, I, I, I feel we'll continue to play well. Coach Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. Yeah, Saturday is going to be a lot of fun, and, and one of the reasons why it's going to be a, a really cool day is, you know, the Selman brothers, they, they get their statue on Saturday. I believe that's at 3.30 on the corner of Brooks and Jenkins. What do you think about the Selman brothers getting their statue on campus, and are you going to be able to, uh, to be out there on Saturday at 3.30? I'm going to do it. Sure, I'll be there. I okay. don't, I do anything for that family. I love those guys. I gotten to know all of them through the years of course in my early years and Leroy and uh, Dewey I knew first uh, in my first month maybe here when they were dedicating the Switzer uh, you know the Switzer the whole Switzer Center Leroy was there and Dewey and uh, gosh you can't find better people in the world I love getting to know them just I uh, can't say enough about them. Everybody knows that. Just beautiful people, beautiful families, and gotten to know Lucius through the years. Same thing. It's incredible that there can be those, that those three peaceful, beautiful guys that were that that wrecked that havoc and were that nasty on the field. Uh, you talk about Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Those guys when they got on the field turned into different people. So. You just go back and you look at those years they played and played together. It's pretty amazing. I told the story just to, to my family the other day that they understood and appreciated what these guys did. And their eyes are just wide. Like, seriously, that's what all the they, number one defense in America, national champions, undefeated, on and on and on. These guys were special. And uh, they're even more special people. I can't wait to see that statue. It's going to be awesome uh, sitting over there, those three guys together, some of those famous pictures. I'm sure it's going to look like that. and It's it's cool. You know, I, I guess it's probably going on 50 years ago uh, they played it at Oklahoma, and the Selman Brothers is still a name pretty much known by anyone, anywhere when it comes to college football. Just awesome stuff. Um, I had to ask you before we let you go about the – the Oklahoma State, the Bedlam situation, I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard both athletic directors kind of coming out and um, acknowledging that the series will not continue whenever Oklahoma goes 
to the SEC. Um, what were your thoughts on that whenever you first heard it? Yeah, um, you know, so be it. I anticipated it. Um, I think everybody anticipated it. And uh, not everything stays the same. I mean, Nebraska left us a long time ago to go to the Big Ten, and so that, that was another huge rivalry, you know, that gone by the wayside, and or it was every couple years we might play. But in the end, it changed everything. Things change. That's just the, the way of the world, the way life goes. Uh, so be it. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of incredibly big games in our stadium that will make up for that, I would guess. I guess you could just think about some of them that might be coming. Yeah. Hey, one last thing before we get you out of here. We, we saw that you finalized your uh, your coaching staff last week. Congratulations on that. And you, you got a familiar face as your director of ops. Old Matty McMillan is back at it. But uh, that, it was really cool to see your staff and some familiar faces there. I do. And a couple of guys that, you know, are Hawkeye teammates of mine, uh, Jonathan Hayes and Chuck Long. And Chuck was with us for the national championship game and uh you know in 2000 and uh they were together we ran a really good they had the best record in the league i think at st louis when we before we had a shutdown after five games so they're going to be my co-offensive coordinators as well so uh so anyway we'll uh we're looking forward to having a great league and that all that'll all start week uh, games will start the weekend after the super bowl February 17, 18, something like that. We'll start practice in January. It's going to be awesome. We're looking forward to it. A lot of fun. Can't wait for you guys to get that back uh, up and roll again. Coach, we appreciate you stopping by. We know you're busy. Uh, look forward to chatting with you again next week. All right, guys. Good to be with you. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. I love it. Good stuff. It's awesome. Good, good stuff. Man, that statue. Cavens Construction, bringing you this hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, and, oh, they also do 24-7 emergency repairs. CavensConstruction.com, or you can call them 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. That's 918-282-7612. 7612. Good stuff as always from Coach Bob Stoops. Let's get to the text line here before we move on. Love the Selmans. Uh, maybe later we can get Jimbo Elrod off to the right side mm. as a defensive end. Uh, he uh, he may deserve a, a wrestling one too, you know? Two sports star there, Jimbo Elrod. Wouldn't it be awesome to have like a statue of my. Whatever team like was a championship or uh, a vaunted defense to where you had like the whole front like right there on a statue together like in a stance or something. I hope they just build on it and 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 pay recognition to all of the great defensive players from the past. Yeah. I, I hope that happens. Nebraska had something interesting. Did you notice on, oh gosh, it was the uh, Jumbotron side of the stadium, and underneath the Jumbotron they had um, just a, a, a list of names in there. I'm, I'm going to guess it's a collection of the uh, unanimous All-Americans that they've had in history. So you saw hmm. Eric Crouch, Scott Frost, Sue up there. Like, would Is there a spot in the stadium 
And would anyone ever be interested in like honoring the unanimous All Americans with like some sort of a Ring of Honor? I don't know. Maybe I think it'd be difficult with our given layout. I know. Now, yeah. Whenever I was in school, in the Santee Lounge, they had it was around the entire thing. They had like, like the a painting or like a. I don't know how you explain it. Just like a head and shoulders painting of all of the All Americans, that was, and it was like surrounding the room. I don't know if that's something that they continued or like as they've remodeled it, they changed all that up. And I don't know what happened to those those paintings and those pictures. I I don't even know if that's that's a thing anymore. But they used to have that. Peyton says we already have all the wraps on the columns throughout the concourse. That's true, and they also have at least I still those are not. All Americans, though, I think that's award winners. Yeah. Well, they also have, and maybe this is just award winners, too. It would be in the northeast corner of the stadium. Whatever gate number that is, right when you walk in, they have plaques on the wall on the concourse yeah. of the stadium. You've seen those before? Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know. I They'll probably build, like, continue to build and add stuff. I think it's, um, I think it's important and... It just, the overall feel of it is, makes it really cool. Do you know exactly, like, where the statue will be placed on Brooks and Jenkins? Uh, No, I do not. Someone else on the text line, I'm sure, will know, but I do not. Um, Rolling my eyes at this one from the 580, and for you new listeners, you're not going to get the joke, but it says, we need a Teddy Lehman statue on campus, and can he please be on a horse, throw back to when he was a horseman? He was there's Still no throwback. He was never a horseman. He just claimed that he was one when in fact he never even had a horse when he was growing up. He just knew someone that had a horse. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, some of that of what you said is true, but all of it was painted in an incorrect light as um <laughs> I don't even like like I just imagined it out of nowhere, but uh yes, once once a horseman, always a horseman. How about that? Did you guys enjoy the Brooke Behringer statue at the stadium? So glad they did that. Talking about uh he was a quarterback at Nebraska from Goodland, Kansas that uh won won a lot of games for the Huskers and then he tragically passed away. I think right after his career at Nebraska is when it was I didn't see that. The one thing that I did see inside the stadium that said something to the extent of inside these walls exist the greatest fans in college football. It was a little St. Louis Cardinal. Like, it was a St. Louis Cardinal move to declare (laughs) that, but Nebraska fans do have a better claim to the best fans than the St. Louis Cardinals do, so I, I, I allowed it, and I thought it was pretty cool when I saw that. We'd like to take this uh, moment to recognize ourselves uh, as the greatest in history. Yeah. Is, is what it was. That's basically that's what fantastic. It was. It was. It was neat, though. Um, we've got a few anniversaries today, and I'm about to put the other one on social media here in about the next hour or so. Uh, first one, 1975. They called it the hit. Scotty Hill, man, went airborne mm. and knocked Tony Dorsett on his ASS. And they held him to, what was the final number, like 17 rushing yards that day? Nice. OU beat Pitt and Tony Dorsett 41-10 to 10 that day. And then uh, also, 
an anniversary that you were a part of. 2003, today is the day that Antonio Perkins had three putt return touchdowns against UCLA. How about that? How about that? Amazing stuff. Um, Very, very cool. Did you have any role in uh, Antonio Perkins taking punts back to the house that day, or were you just a a spectator on the sidelines? Two of the three, we were in punt safe. And the defense stayed out there, didn't have our punt return team out there. Defense stayed, and he took two of them to the house. It's like he's so fast and so nifty that it's like the three easiest punt return touchdowns in history. I don't even know that the dude broke a sweat or ever even had to hit full speed. I misunderstood you there for a second. I thought you were saying that, like, he made it look easy. I thought you were saying it was just anybody could have scored on those three punt returns. No, that no, day. no, okay. no, no, no. All right, I got no, you. No, he he's just it. Dude didn't even break a sweat. One or two moves there after he he caught the ball, and he was so fast that you know once he gets to an edge or gets going north and south, you can pretty much forget it. How many did he have in his career? He had quite a few. Seven or so, probably? Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact number. Didn't he, did he have one uh, at Tulsa in 2002? Do I have that right? My memory good there? Uh, I uh, felt like I, there was a special touchdown. You're asking touchdown the wrong guy. That day. Yeah, I mean, you only played in the game, but yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, we'll, we'll just get, that's our unofficial uh, number for Perk is seven. Yeah, a lot. Um, and not... No, it wasn't just uh, touchdowns. Had tons of uh, long returns that didn't go the distance but were game changers. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. First hour here from scratch, downtown Norman. Uh, we've got some really good stuff going on here. Drink specials always going on. Happy hour 3 to 6 and then 9 to close every day and all day on Thursday. And we are about to get the big lesson in uh, in, in making the old fashioned here as we'll have Brady Sexton on next. This is uh, the best drink in Norman. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref. We are the Homo Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Uh, Teddy got a special guest out there at the scratch in Norman. What's going on in uh, downtown? Oh, man, we're hanging out with Brady Sexton. They've got a lot of great stuff going on, which, by the way, how have game days been? Uh, great. The farmer's market is downtown now. Oh, that's so right. Saturday the new mornings. building over there is yeah, that's good. Saturday mornings are, are crazy down here. There's people everywhere. It's really fun to see. Place keeps expanding. Downtown Norman is growing and growing and growing. It's awesome. Um, I love this place. The food here is fantastic. The drinks are fantastic. And you, sir, <laughs> have something special here. You've got the old-fashioned that you guys make here, handmade, the best ingredients, and you can get it ready-made in a bottle now, which is awesome. Yeah, we uh, we had a lot of guests over the years. Um, our old-fashioned is like by far our best seller um, on the cocktail list. Is that kind of like the like, – that's how you grade a bartender is how they make an old-fashioned, right? Yep, a lot of whiskey guys. Uh, I mean, most of the whiskey guys just or girls just drink whiskey. Mm-hmm. But when they do want a cocktail, they want something like an old-fashioned or Manhattan where the whiskey shines. And, yeah, if you go to a bar and they can't make a proper old-fashioned, old you probably won't go back. Yeah. Well. Find one that can. That's really cool. And uh, before we talk more about it, tell us about the promotion you guys are offering up this weekend. Really cool. Yeah, we just want to get some more, uh, get the bottle in a few more people's hands, maybe see if they like it. And, uh, 
you know, the best way to get someone hooked is give it to them for free. So, so. you're going to be driving around campus just tossing them out like <laughs> I uh, hand I grenades? No? I, can't, okay. I can't sell them out there. That would be a great way to give them away, but I can't do that. Uh, no, so what you do, go to the go to one of your favorite uh, stores. I love to play, uh, plug Joe's on Alameda because they mm-hmm. advertise with you guys too. Um, so go to Joe's or any of the other stores in Norman, have the, the Scratch Old Fashioned, buy a bottle, tailgate with it on Saturday, post a pic, tag us, and then bring that receipt where you bought it, bring it by the store next week, and by Scratch in Norman next week after the game, and you'll get a free bottle awesome. to replace it. Awesome. And I know um, I know it's got to be legit because uh, I know you, and we just talked about the drink. It's got to... It, it gets scrutinized out there, so I know I know you have your uh, seal of approval on that one. So tell us a little yeah, bit I'll, about it. Like I'll, what I'll went go into, into the it a making? Bit. So you know, if you remember, like like I do, about eight to ten years ago, if you ordered an old fashioned somewhere, they emptied a sugar packet mm-hmm. in your in your glass and put a cherry and an orange in there and muddled it up and then poured whiskey in it, and that was it. Um, pretty messy, you know, not consistent way to make a really, really refined cocktail. So we use Bitter Cube Bitters. Ira Koplowitz is a Norman native. He moved up to Milwaukee and makes Bitter Cube Bitters there for over 15 years. They distribute worldwide. It's the best bitters, handmade bitters, in my opinion, on the market. So we use the best bitters. We use really good whiskey. We buy it on the marketplace through a broker. Um, right now, we, our, our next, our current batch has a three-and-a-half-year bourbon from Texas. It's 75% corn, 21% rye. Um, a little barley. So the whiskey nerds will like that build a lot because it's got a lot of body and a little spice. Um, we use a really dark sugar called Muscovado. It's from a little island in the Indian Ocean. And that's it. We mix it up, um, put it in the bottle. Uh, well, we do put a little orange and grapefruit essence because most people garnish an old-fashioned with mm-hmm. citrus. So we just take organic neutral grain spirit, soak it in grapefruit and orange peels that we peel, strain them off after three days, and, and we have a little flavor of citrus for it too so it's it's complete it doesn't need a garnish garnish away if you want but it's ready to go amazing uh the menu here is always fantastic if you could really quickly uh what's your favorite thing on the menu right now i know it's always changing you always have some some new things given the season and what's the seasonal drink right now uh the coffee and crusted pork tenderloin will go with my wife's favorite so we crust it in coffee and some uh, salt and pepper uh, put it with a really rich port demi-glaze, which we make our beef stock in-house, of course. Um, really good port wine reduced down to a, to the sauce for that. I think it's with risottos and some lemon-garlic Brussels sprouts right now. Really, really great dish that all, you know, if it all gets mixed together in one bite, it's still really good. And everything's awesome. good by, its own, by itself, too. So that's probably the best one right now. Good stuff. Well, always love coming here. This place is amazing. Best cocktails, best menu all the best ingredients and uh you guys do it like no one else downtown norman's place is fantastic come see us and i'll be telling you more about what's going on here throughout the show we'll be back